Welcome to episode 57 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen, and Ryan Dempsey. We are back. KRS-One, rock Ooh, on. I love this song. This is some awesome shit right here. Dude, KRS is that shit. It's just, that's my dude. I was telling you guys earlier, like, this is my favorite non-Boogie Down Productions, non-KRS-One diss track song. Yeah. So we are back after our little little hiatus last week. Uh, Dave, you're feeling better, which is oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, you had a you had a rough time. I mean, yes. I don't know if you want to go into what happened, but we won't go deep. But we will say we had a, a little health scare, a little little kidney issues, uh, some issues that went on. And uh, but I bounced back, stronger than ever. I'm still a little a little exhausted, but I'm strong enough to make it back for this week's show. And uh, missed it a lot. I was ready to go when when uh, today kicked. I was like, all right. It's showtime, baby. Yeah, yeah. Give it a little, save a little for later. A little nod for later. A little nod for later. Ryan, how you doing, man? Oh, fantastic. You know, still kind of adjusting off and on to uh, to the little guy, but, you know, life, uh, life is going great on this side, so I can't complain at all. Good. Good to hear, man. I'm glad to hear that uh, Connor's doing well. How's, how's Kara doing? Well, unfortunately, she's stuck with me, so, you know. You know, you guys know how it is. You know, you put up with me for an hour and a half, two hours. She has put up with me every single day, nonstop. So she, I feel for her. She Oof. is a saint. She is a saint. No, she's uh, she's doing good. You know, feeling better and better every day. Uh, so, and we're we're almost all completely right back to normal as normal is going to be for the next yeah twenty five thirty years. How how is uh how's little Carla doing with being a big sister now? Is she is she getting into the role? Oh yeah, she uh, she loves it. She Good, uh, she can't get enough. So, you know, I was afraid he, that Connor was gonna be a punching bag, but luckily, <laughs> uh, luckily she's kind of left him uh, left him alone. She you know gives him little kisses here and there, so it makes me feel like, you know, we're not gonna have uh, have any bloody noses for a couple more months. Well, a couple more years. Wait until he's about two and he starts getting into everything. Right, uh, he's too. I have a feeling he's been paying her back for all the abuse he's gonna be getting. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's gonna be war, and uh, it's it's not gonna be fun for you. No, no. not at all. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be a freaking certified referee. You're gonna here be soon. Gonna be, that's gonna that's be... what I'm gonna say. I'll put the gloves on. And say, okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. First person to tap out. That's it. No knockouts. Just tap outs. Yeah. No. Uh, it's gonna be a big Ryan McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the the funny thing is, is like we so we missed last week. Not funny thing, but we've been sitting here for over an hour plus, just like talking, trying, like catching up on shit. Because you know, the only way we communicate with each other all is just, is in our little group text messages. So you only get a little bit of what you want to say out or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and so like we've we've literally sat here for because. 
this is our outlet to speak to each other usually every week. And, you know, we usually spend a good half hour or more when we get on the call with Ryan, at least, you know, prepping up and talking about whatever with the sh- getting the show ready. Yeah. We yeah. went kind of deep into some fucking <laughs> down some K-holes tonight. So we're, we're like an hour later than we normally even record. So we had a week to catch up from last week and uh, uh, Ryan, share some stories. Ryan got to learn some interesting story, things about my past. and <laughs> I can't wait for the movie. Oh, God, dude. We'll just wait till you get the whole story. Like I said, that's a yeah. great one over beers. <laughs> you guys, uh, let's get into it, man. We've uh, got well, it. speaking of beers, let's get. I want to give a little shout-out to... Uh, it's it's beer day, in a way. It is? It's it's 316. It's a little, little, little swig of beer, tip of the cap to the greatest champion the WWF has ever seen. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Tip it up for the yeah. man. I wish I had a nice cold fucking a little Steve Weiser. A little, Stone. A little Steve Weiser. Yeah, I, I would love. A, I want to try his IPA, man. So do I. I, I want to really try do. that yeah, IPA. That I, be good. I fucking love IPA. It's my favorite beer. And I hate when I go to places that don't have it. Get your shit together. I went uh, to a couple different places that stock it. It's not like it's a very popular. No, I don't beer. think they distribute out this way. And it was sold out in a couple places that I went to. Um, and I don't know, maybe it was because Michigan might be on that list of places that you can't deliver alcohol to, um, like personal homes. Oh, yeah, right. probably not. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, and I, maybe that's why it said cannot stock or out of that stock or cannot order to. Or, should, I don't, I don't yeah. remember exactly what it was. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I couldn't have it. I couldn't have the Austin. I, I tried to get some Austin IPA sent here. Yeah, I couldn't get it here. I've called a couple of like specialty beer stores around trying to find it, and they don't carry it. And they only sell it in twenty-two ounces. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's just care. that's just another thing. Just another thing about it that I found out too. <laughs> I I will drink straight out of my growler if it's full, and that's like seventy-two <laughs> ounces. So yeah. I have a koozie. To keep my growler cold. I just thought it was you know, just another interesting I, I think that's awesome that they sell yeah. it in 22s. He says, yeah, it's only the 22s. That's fine. That's awesome. Yeah, see, I, uh, I tried ordering it off the internet there, and the, the well, last time I tried, they still weren't shipping uh, abroad. So They're not going to send you so... to Canada. Nah, maybe one day. I can really at... hope. Shit, your shit will get lost by UPS again. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Fuck them. I had a half a mind to go. Next time, never mind. I had a half a mind to go stun half those motherfuckers yeah, right now. Fucking flip them a bird. <laughs> assholes. Oh, they still got heat with me. Ago. They still got heat with me about that shit. Oh, man. But I had to give that shout out to the band. Yeah, absolutely. The man that single-handedly took the wrestling by the throat and brought it into the Attitude Era and brought yeah. in millions and millions and millions of people into watching it again and blew the whole place up and brought and got millions of people paid again, like your Rocks and uh, you know Rock and, and Triple H and DX and Michaels and all those guys. The reason why the Rock is the biggest action star in the world right now because Austin made wrestling what it was so that The Rock could be The Rock. So yeah, exactly. If The Rock has anyone to thank for being worth you know $200 million today, he should thank his fucking lucky stars that Austin decided to be Stone Cold mm-hmm. the day he decided to be Stone Cold. Hell, man, to this day, if I, if I hear a glass break, 
I expect someone's going to get a can of whoop ass open on somewhere. Yes, sir. Let me get some Hollywood blondes, man. Absolutely. And Brian. Oh, man. That was my shit, man. Those two, they come out with that gimmick and they do the little Yeah, camera the little twirl. camera gimmick, yeah, Steve yeah, and the camera, man. That was awesome. Those guys were amazing. Dude, they were. They were a great tag team. I could remember watching him in world class when he had the feud with a gentleman, Chris Adams, and Chris Adams used to have the super kick way before yep, Shawn Michaels Sean. ever thought of having that thing. And he ended up, after the after having the feud, and you know, he had the long blonde hair, so he ended up marrying, marrying Chris Adams' wife. Yes, he did. He left. Uh, awesome. He left Texas and took his wa- Chris Adams' wife with him and went I to the WCW. Yes, he did. Did not know that. Huh. Yeah, what? Stone Cold's first wife was Chris Adams. Wow, it's what he day. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, that's that's three sixteen. Austin. Those that don't know that he came out uh, after one of the King of the Rings. And, yeah, that was uh, when Jake found religion. Yeah, Jake was doing the religious yeah. gimmick, and, and he decided that he was going to cut a, an anti-religious promo, and he came out to the Austin 316 promo, probably the most famous promo in all of wrestling today. And he laid that down the very next night. There was thousands of Austin 316 signs, and it, it, they were off to the races. Yep. That was it. Yeah, You, you still see the shirts. Like, uh, today, the Austin 316 yeah. businesses are so popular still yeah. to this day. 20 years later. 20 years later, and it's still Austin's still just as popular as well. I mean, he's still the man. You know, his podcast years, is man. his podcast is still on fire. It's awesome. You know, he yeah. he opened the door for other wrestlers to do. That's another thing. Wrestlers weren't doing podcasts until Austin opened that up. Cole Cabana. You know, yeah. Sorry, you're right. WWF wrestlers weren't doing <laughs> podcasts. You know, and now now look at Jim Ross and Chris Jericho and, Nature. and uh, you know the Nature Boy. And, you know, all those other guys. Everybody, everybody's got a fucking <laughs> podcast. We've got a fucking podcast. Yeah, we, we do. We do. We're just a couple of jerk offs from Michigan and a fucking Canadian. <laughs> the goddamn Canuck. <laughs> but I have a lot of respect for him, and I and, got uh, uh, hey, like the Sheik, just, uh, respect for you. Ah, Sheiky baby, it was Sheiky's birthday yesterday. Yeah, man. Yeah, Sheik's awesome. He is one of my favorite Twitter follows. Yeah, I always look forward to to seeing what he puts out there. You actually got me following him there. Oh, dude, he's been. I mean, yeah, you just read my timeline. I retweet most of it because it makes me laugh. He was like doing fucking chic songs, like like just taking songs and and making them chic style. So it was like, should I stay or go? Should I go fuck myself? Um, (laughs) If you can't be with the one you love, uh. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's the chic song. That's the chic song. Uh, I don't care who you are, where you're from, or what you did, as long as you go fuck yourself. <laughs> like chic, chic is the best. Dude. Chic is Just awesome. The best. I like he's to awesome. I like to log into Twitter to see who he's going to humble on a daily basis. You know, to see who's going to get their back broken, and see who's going to get humbled, and see who's going to get put in the camel clutch. Yeah, you know, you, you have to. You know. Sugar pie, honey bun, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, I mean, just great, great shit. Great shit. I have a, an extensive collection of these things called sh- uh, shoot interviews. They're, oh, they're, uh, they're, <laughs> a shoot is, is, what, is what wrestlers refer to as real life. So a shoot interview is when the wrestlers sit down and they drop their character and they just talk about real life stuff as a real life person. 
and I used to run a just a strictly shoot interview channel on this uh, website called JTV, and um, by far, by far, my most requested shoot interview personality was the Sheik, followed by New Jack, and then Honky Tonk Man. Those are my three most requested shoot interview personalities. I've tried to watch far. the Sheik's uh, You Shoot. It's just so hard because he... It's so fucking hard. But I've got so much more Sheik stuff, too. There's more than just the YouTube one, or the You Shoot one. Like, there's one... Watch the one with all three of them. New Jack, Honky Tonk Man, and the Sheik. Yeah, Holy I saw it. fuck, I man. Can't, I can't even bring myself to watch the Honky Tonk Man You Shoot because I just... Ugh. He is... Oh, he's nuts. He is nuts. Weren't we, weren't we an MMA podcast at one point? At one point, And then <laughs> we just kind of... <laughs> Went down a cable. Uh, 316, baby. To we, Austin. We went to fucking... It's amazing the rabbit holes that we can find. <laughs> we went Uncle Joey style. Did you see he's giving up fucking edibles for Lent? Shut the Who, fuck. Joey Diaz? Uncle Joey, yeah. A couple he's of not going to last. Like a week or so ago, it was just him and Lee. And they were talking about it. He was like, yeah. It was like right before Lent. Or maybe it was just after. But yeah, he gave up edibles for Lent. He's, he's just, not going to make it. He's just smoking weed and, and whatever. Eating acid and shit. <laughs> he gives up edibles, but he'll eat acid. He gives up edibles and do acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he could make it after a, a twelve hundred gram a day habit. How the fuck is he gonna make it? Uh, you know, you just smoke more weed mm-hmm. and eat more acid. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Wow, it's fine. That after Easter episode's gonna be worth a good listen to, though. Fuck yes, it is. He'll probably do a church that day. Oh, yeah. Easter Sunday. <laughs> wow. Easter fucking Sunday. Fuck suckers. I'm eating fucking 32,000 milligrams. <laughs> Fuck it, dog. I'm a savage. Did you see the stuff I sent you about the when, when uh, Duncan Trussell ate his banana bread? No. So, no. All right, Duncan, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Jesus, uh, Uncle Joey gave him two slices of banana bread, and Duncan ate them both. And he went home, and like 30 minutes later, he's like, I thought I was going to die. And Joey called. He said, "He said it was it was definitely the apocalypse, and I was absolutely seeing math happen in the sky." <laughs> and and then he said, and then Joey called me, and the only thing he said is, "Welcome to my world, cocksucker!" Ha <laughs> ha! And hung up the fucking phone. And that was it. That was it. That was all he said. And then the next day, Duncan sent out a tweet to to Joe Rogan and Tom Segura and. Uh, uh, Russell Peters and all these guys and said, do not eat Joe Diaz banana bread at all costs. Do not eat the fucking banana bread. He said he was fucking, it was killing him. Well, then, there was the other story. I can't remember who he was talking, uh, who he was talking about, but he uh, switched the labels and uh, the guy's like, look, I'm only going to take one. Cause he's like looking at the milligram dosage, making sure it was going to be a small amount. And he ended up doing like, triple what he thought or something like just a crazy one and he just starts freaking out and Joey's just sitting there just laughing the whole time just loving it <laughs> oh my god yeah man Joey Joey likes to fuck people up <laughs> it's, it's all good fun uh, yeah so for those of you that are still listening yeah, and, and yeah. are here for MMA right here we're we go back. yes last Saturday night UFC had a fight night card from Fortaleza Brazil uh Headlined by Kelvin Gastelum and Vitor Belfort. Kelvin Gastelum picks up the TKO victory in round one over Vitor. Um, 
Vitor really didn't do shit. Oh, man. Besides that first-minute flurry, threw a couple of spinning kicks and some punches that didn't land, and then Calvin beat the shit out of him. The end. The end, dude. The yeah. end. Yeah. The end. Um, good performance by Calvin Gaslam. My only thing is, is and, and it sucks now because he he's fighting Anderson, and yes, it's a, it's a good-ish fight. But I want to see Calvin at 185 take on somebody not fucking old as shit and legitimate. Right. Like, I want to see if Calvin is really legit at 185 or he's just catching old-ass dudes. Yeah. That's my issue. Well, that was, like, I don't know if you saw uh, Eric from WoW Show. Actually, he threw a tweet to me saying, you know, he's the UFC's legend killer. That yeah, I did. I, back in the I, day. Like, yeah. I liked that tweet the other day. And it's true. It's, uh, it, I mean. Yeah, it was right after. Big, you have big names at 185, and you're giving him guys on their, their last legs. That was right after the Anderson fight got announced, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Dave, what'd you think? Well, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of what I see from Anderson, or excuse me, from uh, Vitor Belfort over the last several years. Immediate flurry, then you get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And the flurries that Vitor Belfort had when he was completely juiced up were devastating. Vitor Belfort, when he was you know, 10 years ago, and he got some sick knockouts then. Yeah. Now that he's not juiced up and he's old as shit and he's raggedy, his his flurries are 60% missed swings, 10% grazes, and then 30% landed shots that didn't really affect his opponent anyway. Um, have, right. have you guys, have either of you seen the, picture, the side-by-side pictures that were going around of, like, TRT Vitor next to oh, Dad right. Bod. Dad yeah. Bod. I think they called it Dad Bod Vitor. Yeah, yeah, I seen those. Oh, yeah. God. Um, what impressed me more, I guess, and it probably shouldn't have, uh, was was how quickly uh, Kelvin dispensed of of Vitor. And I probably shouldn't have been that impressed with it because Kelvin's a very, very strong MMA fighter. I mean, all around. Wrestling, uh, grappling, striking. He's just a very well-rounded fighter. Very strong in all aspects. Absolutely. And he should have finished Vitor that quickly. He should have dominated this fight. I, don't, I shouldn't have been as impressed as I was. I just, I just was. There's never been a, a question of Kelvin's skills at all. His problem has always just been the scale. Yeah, I mean, he's lost a couple of tight, you know, close fights with with tough competition, uh, you know, side of Uriah Hall. But at that time, Uriah Hall was on fire. There's another thing that I that I even I heard again. There was more talk of 170 coming out of uh, the camp of Kelvin Gastelum. This disappoints me. Everything should be focused from here on out of 185 pounds. All focused, all Absolutely. in, all dedicated, 100 percent. No, even remotely thought of 170 170 pounds should ever come into thought for the Gastelum camp. No, he looks great at middleweight let's focus on this all in and stay focused on this because he can make waves in this division absolutely I that's said, what i've seen on this one i said the same things um with calvin about him just he needs to just forget about 170 whatsoever ryan uh what do you what do you think about this 
to me, actually, I was uh, really impressed with uh, the speed of, uh, of Gaslam striking. It was crisp. It was right there. He was landing everything he was trying to throw. Um, and kind of like Dave said, like, <clears throat> just watching the flurry that Vitor threw would, you know, five years ago, that is that's a win for him. And now you're watching Gaslam just take shot after shot after shot, and nothing. He was just eating them, putting his hands up like that's all you got. And it was it was a really weird thing to see Vitor throw throw everything at someone, and it was almost like nothing like didn't phase him at all. Yeah, he he looked solid, but but like you said, Dave, you know. It's one of these things as, as should we be impressed by his performance or is it exactly what you should have done against Vitor? Yeah, exactly. A little column A, I'm column also, B. I'm sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, 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 go no, ahead, Ryan. Honestly, I was actually surprised he didn't try to, uh, to grapple a little bit. That was one thing. Just to stand and bang with him kind of caught me off guard, but he showed that it worked. I think he wants to prove his hands more because he is a wrestler and he's known you know, with his grappling and stuff. He wants to prove, especially at 185, that he's got the power to put you out, and right, right. he doesn't have to just take you down and either work his ground upon or try to t- tap you out. But like I said, um, I just I wanted a better test for him next. I think the Anderson fight's great, and that's good for you, man. Reach for that star, get that big fight that you know that name right there. This should be the co-headliner for fucking two eleven. We'll see or two twelve. I'm sorry, we'll see if it happens or not. But um. You know, it's a good it's a good idea for him. I just I want a better fighter. I want somebody younger and still up in the ranks. And, and granted, Anderson, you know, is is he won that fight against Brunson? You know, argument or not, whatever. But I just I want Kelvin to prove it against somebody like a Robert Whiteford, or or I'm sorry, Robert Whitaker, or right, yeah, you know, somebody else before he gets into that upper echelon with with uh jockery and, and those guys yeah because the the kelvin that we saw saturday going up against someone like yoel romero would still scare the crap out of me yeah yeah for sure dave when when you guys you guys think that at this stage um and this will be my, my closing for these guys um when presented with a fight against anderson silva when the guys at the age and the the the, the area they are in their career Kelvin Gastelum's uh, area they, that they jump on it because of the, they want it for their legacy or their uh, whatever you want to call it. When presented with a fight against Anderson, so they say, "Holy shit, I'm getting this. I want to take it right now," just because of the name. I think both. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, he this was a fight he asked for. Mm-hmm. That was that was who he was calling for. So I mean, he, he got his way. Are these but... are these check marks in his? That his, I want this, I want this, I, I want to fight these guys because I watched them growing up. I think maybe a little, maybe, maybe, maybe yes, a no, little. Maybe no. It's a nice name to have on the resume, and it's at a time when you know. Maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah, 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 maybe yes, maybe no. Um, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, sorry, yeah, um, it, yeah it's, an, it's a nice name to have on the resume. Um, and it's a, and, and this is like a Silva, and it's a V for that. You know, four or five years ago, you wouldn't go in the win. Now you're really likely to get the win. And then, even if they're on like the you know the last couple fights of their career, it's still a name on the on a resume that makes you look good. Anyone that knows uh, that that looks at it and realizes that 
a, a victory over uh, Vitor Belfort or Anderson Silva in 2017 isn't the same as a victory over Anderson Silva or Vitor Belfort in 2008, 2007, yeah. 2006. Uh, but tell that to Everett. Uh, f- <laughs> <laughs> Fine, <laughs> I'd be happy to. He don't listen. Um, I spoke to Everett that night, and uh, um, he was going out to. This is so funny. We're gonna take another fucking jump real quick. Fuck it. He was he was going out. He said, "I'm going out to to watch Twitter Chan." And I said, "Fucking why?" And he said, Jeff's on stage. And I said, bullshit, don't fuck with me, dude. There's no way he'd be on stage with that cocksucker. No, not and, a chance. And he said, no, 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 the new guitar player's name is Jeff, not Jeff. There's a different guy. I said, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Said, but why are you out there? Why are you even bothering? He says, Jimmy's last night. I love Jimmy. So, okay, well, that's cool. I said, but your boy's on stage. Your, your boy's fighting tonight. How, how, what do you do? He said, don't worry. I'll be back in time for him to get knocked out. He did. He's, he he knows I, he's finally ever's finally coming to terms with the fact that his boy is done. It's taken him how goddamn you know, long? You know he's a thick-headed motherfucker, and you know you know how he is. But he and he was he was right. He was home in time. He said, "All right, man, I'm home." And then he texted me when it happened. He said, "Yeah, I seen it. I'm going to bed later." <laughs> <laughs> he it took him a long time. You know how he is. You know he's you know. It's a, he's a thick head motherfucker, but I, I just I love the fact that he said when he said Jeff was on stage, I said ain't no way no he's on the way, you know. Way. But um, I just I, I thought that was my my last uh, thing with that was was Calvin maybe knocking people off of his his childhood hit list. I think that's a, it's a good possibility, and it's actually a, a a view I never really thought about it from. So I mean that's a good point, Dave. It there really is. Uh, yeah, that's the. Uh, Gastelum picked up performance of the night off of the win. Good win for him. Uh, we'll see him back again in 212 in Brazil against Anderson in June. Uh, the co-main event, uh, Shogun picks up the win in round three by TKO over Jean Vellante. Shogun kind of in a little bit of a resurgence. This is, what, three in a row for him? Yeah, it's, it's his first three-fight win streak in UFC. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're over Noguera and, and Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson's a, a better one for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and and the John Vellante win is good. I mean, Vellante was doing pretty well against Shogun. Yeah, he, he didn't look as bad as I thought he was going to. No. And then Shogun just went all Shogun. So, well, I mean, what do you guys think of of this? Because the thing is with Shogun is he's not really as old as people think he is. He's just been fighting forever. Yeah, he's only thirty five. Yeah, I just found out this week. It's it's crazy. I thought he was like thirty nine, forty. No, he just started in in Pride when he was eighteen, seven, you know, nineteen. Something like that. He was he was super young when he made his debut in Pride, and he's just right, been fighting yeah. forever. He, he just was, looks old as fuck. He was fighting like a like a fighter that had been in the game for fifteen years when he was in Pride doing his thing there, training in shoot box at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Training with fucking killers, and he was uh, uh, he was on point this last weekend. Uh, fought a great fight and. I didn't think he was going to get the, I mean, it was it was early in the third, I believe. I think there was five, four minutes left. 
three and a half minutes left, yeah, four minutes left. Was, yeah, I mean, great. it was quick finish. In the, it was quick in the third. Yeah, yeah. Four oh one in the third. Four, okay, four oh one in the third. So, um, there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of striking game, a couple of takedowns, but um, it was a it was it was a great showing for Shogun, and I really at this point. I thought uh, Ryan said he's thirty-five. I had to double take. I had to double look that because I honestly thought he was approaching his forties. Everybody does closer to everybody. It. Thinks I really that did. Shogun's older than he is. I mean, I kind of I thought he was much older than that, I, but he's was, only two years older than I am. I was I was pushing honestly. I was at the young side. I was guessing thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Yeah, on the, yeah. On the young I was thinking side. thirty-eight, thirty-seven, you know? thirty-eight myself. And I wouldn't have been surprised if it said forty, forty-one. Right. I, honestly, I wouldn't have. Right. At thirty-five. Um, He's got a lot. I mean, he's been doing the thing for a long time, but he's got miles to go before he's done. Yeah, he's he's had a, he's got a lot of miles on him, but they're still tread on those tires. He's tough as they come, too, man. For sure, he's tough as they come. Granted, he's not going to be soccer kicking anyone no, anymore. No more stomps. You know, no more of those those heel stomps to the fucking oh. face. Oh man, I'll never forget that those, middleweight brother. Grand Prix, man. Yeah, that, that middleweight Grand Prix. My boys can relive that anytime they want. Oh God. Ryan, what uh, what do you think about the fight? Um, my biggest takeaway was actually the uh, the way that it ended. I was it, his striking was so on point at the end, and when he uh, when he had him hurt, to see him do the uh, the wily veteran move of like not just rush in and get caught possibly, you saw him starting to run and then he stopped. He waited to see what uh, Blanco was going to do. And then just the way he just landed the you know, the body shot, nice uppercut, like just picked him apart perfectly. Like it was a really refreshing to see a finish like that to me. An intelligent, like, an intelligent finish. He took it where it was open. He didn't just try to bulldog him. Yeah, like you you see a lot of times when a guy gets hit, looks rocked, he runs in and you you get caught. I'm so with you. To see uh, Shogun. So to see Shogun do it that way, like, like you, know, you almost want to see like the younger fighters watch that and pick something up and realize that's how you finish a fight. I'm with you, brother. Yeah, I'm with you too, man. The, patient, the patience he showed was, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a wily veteran. Yeah, you got it. I'm with you. Um, what do you guys, before we move on, uh, what do you guys think, what's next for Shogun? What do you want to see next for Shogun? Uh, he moved up to number five. Um Anderson's right behind him, which that fight happened not that long ago. Um, I mean, I guess we kind of got to see where things shake out with Manoa and Anderson and then uh, Gus and Teixeira in in a couple months. I mean, we've seen him. uh, He just beat Anderson, so obviously we're not going to be looking at that guy no matter what happened. Manoa would be a fun test against a heavy-handed some bitch like that. Problem is, is I Uh, think Manoa, if he wins if. over Glover, he's probably getting the next title shot. Manawa? Manawa's got Anderson. Yeah. That, I'm sorry. That I'm sorry. If Anderson Glover's beats... Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. If Manawa beats um, Anderson... Yeah. Because, just because he's the only one in the line so far, even though it's a different champion who hasn't had a title shot in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So many people are tied up right now. You got... You got Manuel and Anderson coming up. You got Gus and, Gus and Glover coming up. You got the champ and, and Rumble coming up. Uh, I don't know. No. Oh, God. That'd be a step that'd down. Be, that's, that's exactly. It's a step down. For him. I don't, right now. Um, he, he thought, but you know what? To, 
get the revenge losing? on that first loss there. Like he did lose to OSP. He lost to OSP. That is true. That's a good point, Ryan. Yeah, because because when because that was the one too where like he was hit and it looked like he slipped on the on the ground. He wasn't actually knocked down. He slipped and OSP just took advantage of it and finished him really like thirty seconds into the fight, and. It, he didn't look that bad. This would be a perfect time to try and get the rematch so he can get that loss off his record. That was the, That's not bad. That is actually not a bad fight at OSP's all. OSP's got this Vulcan cat coming up. He's got him coming up, or is that the guy that just beat him? No, that's uh, yeah, upcoming. Not that long. Like, or Sirkinov coming. He beat yeah, the OSP. Same. Sorry. Yeah, that was, He's that got was, a fight coming up with him. OSP beat. We watched that fight. Yeah. Uh, that was round two. I yeah. think, because that was a shit fight. It was terrible. That was a terrible fight. God awful fight. Um, yeah, and we all, I all had, uh, I think we all had OSP. No, he's got, OSP Rod- has Rodrigo uh, Rogerio de, de Lima. Lima. Marcos Rogerio de Lima, and then, uh, what's his name? Oaken uh, is fighting, Vulcan is fighting uh, Misha Shurkinoff in May. That division is oh, yeah, just really tight up right Sweden now. That's the Sweden card. That's the Sweden card is is May 28th. Yeah, 205 is is a giant logjam. Everybody's tied up. Um, but, you know, Shogun could always jump up as a last-minute replacement when somebody gets hurt because you know somebody's going down. Yeah. I'm not going to say any names because I'm not putting the Dempsey death touch on anything. But <laughs> Hey, we still have... What three weeks? Hey, 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 Movie guy. Hey, listen, you already cost us a really good co-main event at two oh nine. Let's not fuck anything else up. I had I had this I had to have this conversation with with injury bug on Twitter. He sees an Instagram post the other day. Who? He threw out a post of him, Kane Velasquez, and Luke Rockhold all holding their the UFC titles in the. In the waiting room at the oh yeah I did I did see that <laughs> yeah I did see yeah. that that was, yeah. a, that was a great one picking up performance of the night for yeah. a fucking amazing KO Edson Barboza with the flying knee in round two dog. over Benil Dariush losing the fight at that point too Dariush was was putting it on him and yeah he looked really good that hit fight. a similar knee onto Barboza right before Barboza landed the one on him. Very, uh, oh god, it, it was very odd. Uh, a la Yoel Romero. Ouch, ouch, man. It, it, it almost reminded me of the um, uh, Brad Pickett uh, Almeida fight from a couple a couple years ago, where one guy landed the knee and nothing happened, and then the next guy landed the knee and just like flatlined him. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful KO for Barboza. Beautiful KO, Barbar. Uh, another one, just another one to add to the highlight reel for him. Has anybody woken up Benil Darius since? Because I, I, <laughs> I think he might still be sleeping. Nope. <laughs> and and you know, and with the news with Terry Adam there a couple of weeks ago, we've seen what happens when. Uh, well, you, you, we've seen what happens when Barboza lands one, one of his uh, vicious leg uh, yeah. packs. Five years from now, Benil Darius will be playing in traffic. Yeah. He fucking kicks him crazy, man. Yeah. That's three in a row now for Barboza. Um, so. Darius, let's put it like, Darius is a fucking bad motherfucker, yeah, man. Yeah, Neil Darius is yeah, no is. joke, Look man. Look at, this was, 
a minute and 19 left of the second round, and he had already thrown 121 strikes against Edson Barboza. High output. And and attempted a couple takedowns that he got completely stuffed bad, but he still attempted the takedowns, took the time to do it. Yeah, was on that takedown attempt. Yeah, he was coming in for that second takedown, and and Edson read it and just left that, that right knee up and bam, right in the fucking chops, man. And... Darius went down like a ton of bricks, and it was over. And and I was I was laying down here with my dog Daisy, the Wonder Dog, and she was laying across my lap, and I was watching. Oh fuck! And I jumped up, and Daisy started barking. Wow, what the fuck's going on? She took off running. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It was like midnight. I'm supposed to be sleeping, asshole, and took off running. <laughs> and I was like, that's my fucking boy right there, because I fucking love me some Edson. And uh, uh, one of the, I forget who was in, um, which one of the announcers said it, but Edson and he's he's dead right. Edson Barboza knocks the shit out of the undercard talent, fails when it comes to fighting the champ for championship talent. Yeah, and, and he has done that. That's yeah. that's the way it goes. He puts on these kind of performances against great talent, but when it comes to championship, like, like getting into championship. Um, Eliminators like Tony Contention, Ferguson, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. He just doesn't have what it takes to get over that edge. I was going to say, he has beaten championship-level talent because he beat uh, Pettis and uh, Gill. Yeah, but... But I know what you mean. But you yeah, know, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. At, when timing. Yeah, and sure. timing. Um, this is just another way that he's building back up to get to that level to... Where is he ranked now? Let's take a look at... Uh... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut your no, point it, off. I was just... It's the same same thing. Um Barbos is at five. He's five. He didn't. He didn't move up or down for just that. Take um, Dosanos off because he's up at seventy now. Move Edson to four. Then fuck. They moved down uh, Dart East for the loss, but uh, Edson didn't gain anything from that. Here we go. Barboza versus Kiesa. Why not? Or Johnson. Either one would be a great fight. I think Johnson's got a win over Barboza. If I remember correctly, Ryan, what did uh, what did you think of the fight while we were looking up? Yep. I thought I, <clears throat> I thought uh, I mean I thought it went it was the way it was going to go for most of the fight. Uh, just that the knockout, I guess, the knockout is the entire fight. Everything that happens up to that point, you almost forget about just because of how crazy that knockout was, and you and like. Like Dave said, like you, know, you almost expect it to always happen with him. It's just a matter of when is he going to land something like that. So yeah, he uh, that's that exactly. You go into that fight knowing he's going to land it. It's just whether or not, or it's coming whether or not it lands. So right, Edson yeah. Edson lost to Michael Johnson back before, right before he lost to Tony. He had one fight in between the two of them. Was that 2014, 2015? 2015, <laughs> early part of 2015. So why not run it back? Let those two fight again. It was a de- it was a unanimous decision for Johnson. They're both sitting there at, at five and six. You might as well do it because everything else is tied up. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the wrestler and the striker. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun to see. And and we've seen you know. Uh, 
Barboza's takedown defense has gotten better because the ground has yeah. been what fucked him. Right. That's what happened with Tony. You know, Tony choked him out after he was kicking Tony's ass on the feet. Exactly. Exactly. And his takedown defense was great against Darius. Yeah. So he was a wonderful, uh, amazing grappler, and he stuffed him twice and, and, yeah. sig- and significantly stuffed him. I mean, it was it was great takedown defense. It's gotten a hell of a lot better, uh, which is one one part of his game that was seriously lacking, and I'm glad that he took a chance and improved that. Book it now. Let's go. Michael I'm ready. Johnson and Ed Zimbarboza. I'm ready. Like, there was a thing I saw the other day that <clears> – <throat> Uh, Barboza is the only person in UFC history to finish a guy with leg legs, um, is it leg kicks, body shots, head kicks, and a flying knee. Damn. And he's, he's and he thinks he's the only person to have two fights stopped yes. because of leg kicks. Two fights by leg kick. Oh, yep, he's the only guy. Like it's just like, yeah, good, it's just so scary. Like the the fact that he has that much power. He's deadly, man. He's amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, those those kicks are. Out of control, out of control. The the leg kick stoppages were disgusting. It's like taking a baseball bat to your leg, man. yeah, repeatedly, over and yeah, over, seriously. and then trying and then to, then trying to walk. Right. No, thank you. Like, and when you hear them land, uh, whenever they take away the uh, all the background noise, and you just hear the the bone on bone, it's just oh, it's disgusting. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, Ray Borg picking up the decision over Jussier Formiga. Good fight. Yeah. Very good was. fight. It, it was, was an exciting fight. I, I, I like Ray Borg. He did a hell of a job. Did a great job. I, it wasn't a, it wasn't an exciting fight. It was, it was a lot of, you know, there was some, some control. There was a lot was of that trades. nasty ass yeah. fucking cut. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was on, uh, that was, shit. That was a different fight. That was Joe Soto. That got the. Nasty cut that was leaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, anything you uh, there, it wasn't anything that... stand out to you about this fight? No, not really. Um, there wasn't a lot that stood out. They both did great work. They both traded. They both had some control. They both showed what they both had, and um, I thought it was a close fight. Um, but I didn't see anything excel from either one of them. Not really. Ryan, anything about this fight stand out to you? No, just uh, pretty much like what's been what's been said already. It was a uh, it was a fun fight, enter- entertaining fight. It's not one of those ones that you're gonna you know stop what you're doing if it, the replays on TV. But right, it, it, it was what it was, and it was fun. It was fun to see. Definitely, uh, the second fight of the main card, uh, Batch Cohea and Marion Renault go to a draw. Betch wins round one and two, and then Marion Renault comes out and dominates round three and picks up a 10-8 off of the new scoring system, and we go to a draw. And gentlemen, buckle up, because we're going to start seeing a lot more draws with this, mm-hmm. new, with this new scoring system. A lot more draws are coming. Yep. Because all it takes is one round like that. Yeah. And a 10-8, boom, there it is. We're going to a draw. As long See, as you I don't thought... get 10-8 in one of the first two rounds, you're still in the fight. Yeah. 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 See, I thought it was going to be was going to be the draw, but then that's where they had the dance competition at the end, so that Betch was trying to get the win in that the overtime, oh, the dance off. God, that's so hideous. <laughs> oh. it, it made my dick go inside. <laughs> yeah. Like Dang she man. is the most unsexy woman I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Like she makes Cyborg look hot. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's bad. She makes Jermaine, Jermaine Deronomy look hot. Like, Patch Cohen is hideous. Hideous. I don't think she realizes that she is. Or she wouldn't do that little hip thing. Yeah. Oh, you mean when she tries to twerk? That little, yeah, that, oh, I don't want to say those words with her. I know. Let's, let's talk about Oliveira. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the let's next fight. Stop. I <laughs> this, had enough. So this fight was a, a rebook of was that two oh six that that happened at with the the uh, the dirty bird. The dirty uh, bird caught him with the illegal knee, and the the mm-hmm. fight went to. Mm-hmm. That was a fight night. Was it a fight night? It was a while back. I don't remember. I honestly do not remember. I remember the the fight, but I don't remember when it was. We exactly. were we were watching it together, so it was either. I think it was 206. I think it was No, earlier. then it would be 206 then, yeah. That makes sense. Then. I think it was like a it was the prelims of 206 if I remember right. Oh, maybe that's where I'm getting uh, getting confused. Oh no, it was it was 207. So no, we weren't watching it together. Oh yeah, I was watching it with the boys. Prelims of 207. So yeah, okay. Rematch of 207 uh Alex Arov Tim Means looked like he didn't show up for this fucking fight. He looked terrible from the jump. Yeah. From Even the walkout, he he didn't look interested. In yeah, being he there. just looked like he there didn't want to be there. There was and Charles Oliveira just took him down at will. Six takedowns in of eleven in two rounds. Like, come on, yeah, man, come on. Not exactly a thriller to kick off the main card. No, no, but good he, one for Oliveira. That he he couldn't afford a loss here. No, not at all. No, he needed that one. So as much as that fight sucked to kick off the main card, let's talk about this. Yeah, I was say the FS1 card ended with a bang. That was this was fucking awesome. Francisco Trinaldo and Kevin Lee put on a great fight. Kevin Lee showed a lot of heart, taking some adversity early. Uh, Trinaldo was piecing him up pretty good in the first round, and I thought Kevin was in trouble. I really thought Kevin was in trouble, and uh, in the second round, Kevin. Pulled it together, took him down to the ground, took the back, and that was that. Night-night. Dave? I was worried for Kevin Lee in the first round. I was worried for him. Oh. And I sat there on the edge of my seat because he was he was trying to stand and bang with him, but everything he was doing was either countered or um, he'd come in and he'd land, and as he came back, uh, Trinaldo would come in heavier-handed and hit harder. And, you know, uh, Kevin Lee would come in, pop pop, and he'd come back and say, I got you, boy. And Trinaldo would come in, bang, 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 I got you harder. And uh, yeah, Kevin Lee was eating it the first round. And when they went back to the corners, I was like, fuck, man, Trinaldo's got that round. It's like, all right, let's come back, you know, um, let's work on that wrestling more. And they kept getting stuffed. He kept getting stuffed. I think Kevin Lee got stuffed four or five times uh, through the first two rounds. Uh, and then he got him down, and then he got him, and he held him, and and then I didn't think he was going to get him to tap. I just didn't. I didn't think he had it. I didn't either. I didn't think it was in there all the way. And then I seen the and, and the arms went up. And it, yeah, and he got him, and I was so so happy for Kevin Lee. Um, I, I just I honestly didn't think he had it in there, but you know, he was choking him. Yeah. So he did have it. He did. He did, but I was I was the same way. I didn't think I was like, oh no, he doesn't have it. He doesn't Mm-mm. have it. Mm-mm. I didn't think he did. Nope. Ryan, what uh, what do you think of the fight? Um, yeah, I uh, I 
was privy to the result before I actually saw the fight, so I knew kind of what to expect watching it. Okay. Um, so, no, I, I knew that he was going to win. I knew that he had uh, took some damage early on, but uh, I didn't think it was going to be like the damage that I ended up seeing. And I've seen him, you know, try and stand and bang with guys like um, uh, Leandro Santos was it there, and he got uh, dropped eventually, uh, TKO'd. And I gotta say, like, he seems to, like, from that last adversity, has grown uh, to see the way that he took, the damage that he took, and was still able to come back and finish the fight. Yeah, he, he showed an incredible amount of heart. Kevin uh, Kevin continues to impress me. Uh, every time he steps in the cage, I think he gets a little bit better. And I still expect big things from him. And I think he's, he's doing that loss. I mean, the loss to Raging Al was controversial and whatever and it, it you know his first fight in the UFC but that that knockout loss he took really right. I think was a great thing for him as much as it set him back a little bit um on his, his you know his track into the into the rankings and stuff I think it was good because he needed to refocus set him on fire definitely right. did it lit a fire under his ass yeah, uh, the only other fight, yeah, the only other fight really, and I kind of mentioned it was uh, earlier was uh, Ronnie Yaha and uh, Joe Soto, Soto picking up the decision win over Ronnie Yaha, but uh, or Yaya, that was a good fight. Uh, that was a bloody beatdown. Jesus God, they were they were tagging each other. They it was you know uh, it was a brutal old school fight, man. Headbutt split him open. Yeah. And, he was just bleeding like a stuck pig. Yeah, but then that referee was terrible, though. She did a shit job. Oh my god! Like she, she cut, stopped him, tried to stop him, and then they didn't stop, and she just let it go because he was getting a submission, and then she stopped it. He's like, oh no, maybe not. Oh, should I? Oh, maybe, so maybe. I don't know. No, should. I don't know. No, no, no. Should I do this? I should probably not do this. Maybe Oops. next time. I'll do it on the next one. Yeah, we'll we'll get it on the next one. Fucking dumb bitch. Uh, but yeah, a good win for Soto. Soto, Soto has been. He's just—he's an impressive fighter, man. He's tough as fucking nails. Too. Yeah, and he got himself—you know—stepping up even, even in that loss he had to TJ, stepping up for Burrell like that on short notice. He looked yeah, good in the that? fight. Like Twenty-four hours, right? Yeah, yeah, if even. Right. You know how many people would not step up against TJ Dillashaw at twenty-four hours notice, and this young kid with no fights does it and A says, "Fuck ton. it, let's go." Especially coming off of him knocking out Henan Burrell. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, right. So uh, I like Joe Soto. I like man. Joe Soto too. I think man. Joe Soto's a great young kid. I look forward to more stuff from him. Uh, and you guys, what's what's your final thoughts on the card overall? Ryan, final um, thoughts on the card. <laughs> You know, um, I was saying to you guys the other day, um, we've actually gotten a pretty decent amount of, uh, of fight nights, and I think this one here is like the icing on the cake for the past couple ones that we had that were, you know, they're A- minus to B quality, which is nice to have these uh, the free cards stepping up, and they're better than the pay-per-views are. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and I mean... This is the kind of thing that we need. Like, you know, the East Boxing's had the Friday night fights that would get people watching. This is what the UFC needs. You need to have cards like this that people can access easily to start trying to build a better fan base, get people more aware of these fighters that, you know, like your Joe Sotos, like your Ray Borgs, they're not household names, but they can be entertaining. I mean, the, the card overall, I mean, 
I mean, I would watch that card over and over again. Dave? I, I enjoyed several of the fights in the card. I thought um, there were several outstanding points on the card. There were some highlight knockouts. There was there were some exciting, exciting uh, fighters to watch. Um, action. Uh, there, it had its low points as well, but every fight, every card is going to have highs and lows. There's never going to be um, 90 miles an hour from start to finish. So for being a fight night, uh, and what it was, I give it a solid B because I believe that I had enough and got enough out of it to where uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, the matchmaking was good. The fights were good. And um, the downside is I don't like seeing what I see of this new scoring system. I don't think I'm going to like it. No, me either. I don't, I don't want more draws. I, I, I waited to see it's really an action I had my judgments and I had um, my, my my prejudices just reading about it and, and um, ex- trying to examine it in my head and what was going to happen. And I thought, you know what, let me see, let me wait and see uh, what it's going to be in action and what it's going to be like. And I don't want to see in five years fighters that have a record of uh, 10, 3, and 9. You know, right. I don't want to see that kind of no. stuff. And we're going to have, that's what's going to come of this new fighting rules, is we're going to have fighters. like They're going to have more draws than losses. I agree. You know, they're going to have more draws than wins, maybe. That, what What the fuck? It's going to fuck a lot of things up. A so, lot of I things think, up. I think, that's a, I think that's a good point, but I, I do also think that once that system is in full effect and everyone does understand how it works, I think we're going to see better judged fights. And I think... We're probably going to have like a, an influx of draws for the first little bit, but I think at the end they're going to even themselves out, and it will go away. Maybe. Well, let's hope. And I'm going to hope for that. That's I think why it's going to be a ton of draws <clears throat> before it gets to that point. Yeah, well, let's let's just hope that things work out, and uh, whatever way it takes, it doesn't completely fuck things up. I've I've held I've held on to things for a while, and, uh, and let's just hope for the best for everything. I gotta, I gotta give it. The card was was solid, uh, like Ryan said, and, and I've said before too. I, I think the fight night free cards lately, especially over the last couple of pay per views, have been better than the pay per view. Um, this was a better main event than Wonder Boy and Woodley, which we didn't. <laughs> thankfully, we didn't have to talk about last week because I, I uh, God, reliving that again. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, but yeah, good, good, solid card. Uh, a lot of good things came out of it. Bel- uh, Belfort getting the shit beat out of him by Gasolum. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's in Barboza. And I really am interested to see what Shogun can do with this resurgence. That's it. Good card. We got another card coming up this Saturday. And actually, it should be noted that it is an early start time. Uh, fight. It's going to be an all-fight pass card. The prelims will be beginning at one thirty. PM and then the main card starting at five. So, hey, you got something to do Saturday night? You want to go out for St. Patrick's Day round two? We got you covered. You'll be out there by by nine o'clock, no problem. Uh, live from London, Jimmy Manawa is taking on Corey Anderson. You know, we, we, we I brought this up before the show started, and we were going over the card and. It's got some good fights, and there are some some decent fights or whatever. But, man, the, U, the UFC fans in both London and Ireland have gotten fucked so hard 
the last few times that the UFC has been through there. The cards have been shit. Shit. In comparison to what they could do, especially in Ireland and stuff. But, like, look at what Bellator has been doing, you know. They're going back to London in in a few months, and they're bringing Paul Daly and Rory McDonald. Um, They just did Liam McGeary. It was supposed to be Liam McGeary and... um, Oh, shit, I can't think of his name, but it was an Irish fighter. Smart idea when you're in Ireland is probably to have a pretty good name Irish fighter on your main event, but then he had to pull out the week. Chris Fields, he had to pull out the week of the card. Can you think of any good reason why you haven't sold out a a huge stadium in Ireland with Connor yet? Because they want that money in the U.S., and stadium, well, it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. You could put a hundred thousand people in a soccer stadium, and they would all go and and do pay per view. Outdoor shows, though, they're so sketchy, especially in a place. Tell like, me they wouldn't do it. Oh, I, I believe they Tell would. Me the business but there's just be big. so many factors that can fuck that all up. I know, but they would be the biggest show they'd ever do. I don't disagree with you, brother. But I mean, I don't, that'd be so big. There's so many factors you got to take into consideration. Why do you think? Uh, why do you think the, the um, the WWE doesn't do a lot of outdoor WrestleManias anymore, except There's, in California. Is there, is there a closed stadium anywhere in Ireland that could support that kind of st- that kind of numbers, Ryan? I don't know if there is. Kirk, I mean, Kirk no, they, there wouldn't be enough for the the number that, the number that they're throwing out would have to be uh, at, at Croke Park. Yeah, it would have to and, be Croke and Park. To, and like That's just saying, like you have the weather is such a huge thing. Especially in Ireland. Yeah, well, I, I if get it was it. somewhere nice, you know, yeah, yeah. fuck it, do it. But you'd have know. to be like, uh, I, I don't know. I just the way he is, the size. I mean, and in Ireland, for the you know, I just, I think it's something. So it'd be so special for the Irish people. Oh, I, I agree. The problem is just though, you got the the rain, the rain factor. Yeah. What do you do if yeah. it rains? You can't hold a fight in the rain. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. I guess that's you why. To, uh, yeah, you imagine like they're like. Okay, the fight might be today, uh, but we might do it tomorrow or the day after. We're just going to wait and see what happens. So everyone just be ready. Have your the, tickets. Come way outside. Oh, believe me, I've been I've booked outdoor shows for the last 30 years with bikers. Right. Right. We have dealt with rain right. so much. I know how it goes. My God. Concerts are a little what about though, What know? about... Because um, I'll stand in the rain and watch a concert. Fine. But <clears throat> trying, to, trying to hold fights in the rain. What about... Uh, uh, like England, big same problem. Big close anything closed. Wembley. Yeah, they can do the O2 Arena, like or well, they can do the O2 Arena in Dublin too. How big is that? True, yeah. But I think, isn't the one in London bigger? Uh, possibly. I'm not sure. I'm they're, not that's where they're at. Sure. The, I'm pretty sure that the O2 this weekend in London it, for this card is at the O2. Um, but Wembley. Um, yeah, Wembley was Wimbledon. Was say. They, that they did Wembley with SummerSlam. Like 192 people. Bret Hart and yeah, see, Bret Hart and I mean, there's Boy. places they could do it that you know. Oh, for sure. They could give this to the people over there, man. Yeah, they could give this to them, but instead, the point is, is they're not giving those guys any kind of quality at all. Not even fuck Connor. Don't give them that. Give them bones. Give them. Give them some. Give them. Give them something. Of something quality, of man. you know. Someone that's that's give Ronda. I mean, someone that's super popular that everyone clamors over. You know? Well, I mean, just go back and look at the last time they were in London. I believe it was last year. Uh, the last time they were in Dublin and um, where were they? They weren't just not that long ago. 
Um, but they just they, they fuck over these bullshit cards in London and Ireland, and it sucks I'm because. Poor. Especially Ireland, you have such passionate fans that yeah, will know, fill that arena if you have somebody of worth a shit. I'd love to go to Irish people, just someone monstrous. Or even just, just a good Irish heavy card. To some credit, though, uh, the last card in England did have like a pretty epic main event. Because that was the Bisbing Henderson 2. That was Manchester, though. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, most of the time, England. most of the time they don't. But the no, rest don't. of that card was was not that good, though. No, no, no. Do you think that that has something to do with the time? Like when they do a fight night in London and they're starting it at two o'clock, do you think that they're taking into consideration that not a lot of people are going to watch the card, so just throw out random names? No, there's a, there's a lot of well factors. because mo- when they did the pay per view, they started at a normal time in the states and yeah, London, said, London, and, well, and true, Ireland will watch whatever because they've proven that because they get our pay per views. You know, go start at three o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's so fair. I think there's just there's just so many factors that we have no fucking idea about what what goes on because they've their marketing and their their commercials and their other shit that we have no fucking clue. Um, what they're getting paid for that, and that's probably at the bottom. At the end of the day, that's what's determining why they're not doing it at what time they're doing it and when they're doing it and, and why they're doing it there. Because well, they're not going to fuck us over. They're, you know, they're, we're their but, bread and butter, man. Well, I mean, they know their fans over there are going to watch. Plus, they get if they don't, they get it for free on Fight Pass the next day. But BT Sport, they got a fucking huge contract with BT mm-hmm. Sport, mm-hmm. and it only costs. 20 euro or whatever in Ireland to get the BT Sport channel where you get all the pay-per-views and not have to pay for each pay-per-view unlike where I have to pay $10 a month for Fight Pass and then still pay for fucking pay-per-views. Yeah. Almost ready to move over there just for BT Sport. No shit. Me too. Sheehan was bitching about having to pay $20 on top of his cable bill. And I was like, I would pay $20 a fucking month for that <laughs> shit instead of the 170 I paid Comcast. Plus the sixty bucks I got to fork out for each fucking pay per view. Plus the ten for fight pass. Plus the ten for fight pass. Like fuck. Now off. what, motherfucker? Yeah, right. What? Quick grind. But we do got a card over there. Yeah. So Jimmy Manoa, Corey Anderson, uh, number four, number six, respectively. Good, decent. Like it's a good fight, but it's just not a good main event. Like what is that? Other than Manoa being from England. What's the sell factor there? That's where my point is. Like, there are good fights on this card. Duffy and Madaddy, uh, Nelson Joban, you know, uh, there are good fights on the card, but it just doesn't have that sell. It doesn't have what, you know, the, the biz being, being on it. That's the only thing that saved that Manchester card, really. But Mana was not drawing. He's just not. What the sell is is what you said before. These fucking fans are so passionate they're going to go watch anything. Because they love the fights. Well, maybe not in the arena, though. They'll stay home and watch it for free. <laughs> maybe, but who cares? It's booked now. we got to call it. You're killing your own market. You're killing your own fucking market. And you're costing yourself a shitload of money by putting on these shit fights that aren't going to return your investment. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Who do you guys got in the fight? Dave? Manawa. I got Jimmy Manawa. I like Corey Anderson, but I don't think he's evolved enough yet. 
Jimmy Manawa is as well a one-trick pony, but I think his one-trick pony is a little bit stronger. I got him by knockout. Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to go with Manawa this time. Uh, I learned my lesson last time picking against him when uh, when he fought OSP, so I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to end up cursing him, but I, mean, I would think Manawa's second round TKO. Yeah, I've got Manawa. I like Corey Anderson a lot, and I really want him to win this fight, but I just think it's going to be Manawa's night. Co-main event, uh, number nine, Gunnar Nelson, taking on Alan Joban, uh, the fucking pretty boy. Hmm. I'm taking Gunnar by submission, second round. Uh, Joban's a good fighter. He's a tough kid. Uh, but I just, I think Gunner, outside of Damian Maya, is probably, probably the strongest jujitsu guy in 170 outside of Damian Maya. I don't know yeah. if either of you. That's, that's fair to say for sure. Um, Brian, who do you got for this fight? Uh, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Joe Ben by decision. Um, the more I see of him, the more impressed I am. Uh, if he can, if he can put the right game plan together and keep the keep it on the ground or keep it off the ground, I think he has a very uh, very good chance of just uh, picking up a picking up a decision win. Dave, oh god, Gunny's gonna tie him up into a knot and choke him the fuck out. Gunner by far jits him out and t- drag him down into deep waters, and Alan's not gonna know what the fuck to do. No, that's that's the way I see it going down too. That's absolutely the way I see it going down. God damn! You all right, brother? Ah, all right, guys. Second fight on the card is featuring uh, Brad Pickett in his final fight in the UFC, uh, taking on Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera stepping up on short notice um, as Brad's opponent pulled out. I don't remember who he was originally supposed to fight. Originally, he was supposed to fight. Christ, I don't remember who it was either. No, I can't remember either. But Vera, it just he just pulled out shortly. And so Vera is uh, stepping in for him. I think One Punch has got this one. Um, you know, at home, last fight on his his career. He's, he's hanging it up after this. I just think he's, it's too many factors going in for him. Ryan? What do you see going on for this fight? Um, I personally, I really want uh, Pickett to win and to, to win convincingly. I'd hate for it to go uh, to a decision in his home country in his last fight because there's gonna be big, if it, if it's close in his decision and he gets the win to be too much controversy around it. I want him to get a nice clean, you know, live up to his name, one punch, finish the fight, and uh, right off into the sunset. What about you, Dave? Brad, let him go off and into the sunset with a victory. And um, not just because it's his last fight. I do think he's going to win it anyway, even if it wasn't his last fight. I still had him winning. Uh, tougher than nails, well-rounded fighter. And this young kid is going to learn a lot from uh, taking a loss to this veteran. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't see Vera maybe, you know, anything can happen in a fight. but Sure, of course. Of course. That's the, the statement that is automatic disclaimer when before we even start a car. Always, yeah. Anything can happen in a fight. Anything can happen in a fight. But I got I got Pickett, second round. Uh, yeah, yeah. This one. Uh, the main event of the prelims is featuring Joe Duffy. Speaking of guys on their last fight with the UFC, Joe Duffy's final fight of his contract. Uh, 
Don't know if he's going to get re-signed. He doesn't feel confident that he's going to get re-signed. But uh, he's taking on Raisin Madaddy. God, this is a tough fight, dude. Raisin Madaddy scares the piss out of me. Just As he I mean, should. Look know, at him. If, and the fact of if I was standing across from him and I had to fight him, I would. he's the kind of guy I think would chew my leg off just to pick it up and beat me to death with it. He's just he's, he's that he's that fucking caveman that would crush your skull and scoop out your brains and eat it in front of your family. He's that kind of he's a he's a scary madman. Yeah, can you uh, bring up Reza's uh, fight history for me? Yeah, he looks like a fucking serial killer. Like he, like you said, he's just a crazy looking Iranian. All right, yeah. So he lost to Norman Park. That's who I was trying to think of. That's. that's Norman Park and uh, Cristiano Marcelo, only losses in the UFC for Reza Madaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Duffy. I think Duffy is a tougher guy than outside of maybe Norman Park of anybody else that, that uh, Madaddy has, has taken on. And I think Park, or I think Duffy uh, gets the decision win. Over Razor. It's going to be a war. These guys are going to stand and bang. And if it goes to the ground, I mean, that definitely is in. It's, I guess it's close. I was going to say it's Joe's kind of favor, but. Not really. Uh, yeah, neither one of these guys are KO guys, but they are subspecialists. And I, I just think it's going to be a war. Dave? Uh, well, I think Reza uh, Madadi, just that exactly how I described him. I think Joe Duffy's a better MMA fighter. Right. And. Um, I think Joe Duffy's going to win in an MMA fight. Um, I still think Resmidani's a fucking killer, and you know all the other stuff I said about him. But Joe Duffy is more skilled uh, when, with the gloves on inside an octagon, and I got him winning this fight. Ryan, yeah, I don't. I'm going to take uh, Madadi uh, to win probably by decision. Um, Personally, I do hope, though, for uh, for Duffy that uh, UFC doesn't resign him and he can go to Bellator and get some of the some Bellator money and actually be on cards overseas that are actually worth it. To to your point, Jeff. Yeah, I agree. I, that was that was one of the travesties. It was when they were just recently in Ireland. They didn't use Duffy. How stupid is that? Why? That's absolutely fuck? ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, let's just, we'll breeze through the rest of the, the uh, the card. Um, yep, yep, yep. Daniel Omelenjic, I kind of hate his last name so much, but he's taking on Timmy Kopstash Johnson. The two big heavyweights that's just, uh, ugh. If Timmy catches him on the feet, I, I think it's Timmy's night, and if, if Daniel gets to the ground, Timmy's fucked. Uh, I got I got Daniel by submission. Hmm. As much as I love Copstash, I think I think I'm gonna take Daniel by submission. Dave? Yeah, give me Copstash by knockout. Just uh these two big beefy son bitches are are just gonna go at it and uh that's gonna be the first one that hits their trade. Either he's gonna hit the shot or he's gonna hit the takedown. Whichever one hits first wins. I got cops ash with a shot. Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm with Dave. I think uh, I think uh, the stash will uh, will catch him uh, mid mid first round, probably and finish it off with a with a knockout. 
It's going to be quick. Neither one of these guys are going to go long. No, this this fight's not going <laughs> the distance, that's for sure. Uh, Vincente Luque is taking on Leon Edwards. I got Vincente. Submission KO, flip a coin. He's putting this one away. I don't care which one you take. Uh, Vincente Luque is going to win this fight. Yeah, Vincente Luque is exciting. Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you guys with uh, with Luque. Uh, since you turned me on to him, Jeff, I've uh, you know really impressed with him going back and watching some of his old fights, and he's uh, he's a real fun fighter to watch. I'm gonna do one more. Yeah, uh, Mark Diacasey taking on Timu Pakalin. Eleven and zero, Mark Diacasey, and the submission specialist of Timu Pakalin. It's a tough one. It is a tough one to call. I mean. Timo Timo is definitely the more dominating ground fighter. Dia Casey is a fucking beast on the feet, though. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Dia Casey. Uh, I think he wins it by knockout uh, mm-hmm. the second round. But I would not be shocked if Timo fucking subs him because Timo's got nasty submissions, yeah. nasty submissions. Yeah, but I like that Congo blood. I'm going with Mark Dia Casey. Ryan. Yeah, clean sweep there for uh clean sweep there of that one. Uh okay. And then uh just we don't even need to talk about them, but Tom Breeze and Olawa Bamagus taking on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Olawale, I'm sorry. Uh Ian at Whistle and Brent Johns. And kicking off the fight are Bradley Scott and Scott Askham, two English guys taking on each other. Uh, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this card just turns out to be great. I am too. They I, deserve it. I will not be shocked, but yeah, just remember that this is an early start card. So you know, if you got nothing going on Saturday, you're nursing your hangover because mm-hmm. tomorrow night is St. Patty's Day. You got it. So. Get your UFC fix on early in the day. Uh, let's get some news stories before we get up out of here. Big signing today for Bellator MMA as they signed the monsoon Lorenz Larkin, which a lot of people saw coming because Lorenz wants that money. We we officially called here weeks ago. Yes. We knew this was happening. We could see it a mile away. Uh, we knew this this guy was bound for Bellator to get that sponsor money. He he's he's a great fighter and um he's got a name to him. Uh Bellator was smart to jump on him because there's a lot of great fights um that they could make and a lot of big money they could make with this guy and he is going to uh pull in some great sponsors some great sponsor money. Smart move for both the company and for Lorenz Larkin. That great move Great move for my Bellator. I mean, he's a good, good, solid 170 guy. It's, Absolutely. It's another bolstering 170 person. As Your welterweights are just climbing yeah, up, man. That's what I was going to say. Their welterweight division is is getting really stacked. Absolutely. Ryan, what do you think about the Lorenz Larkin going to Bellator? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, just uh, what you guys are just finishing up with there. I mean, you look at like, McDonald and Daly and MVP, you know, all, the, all these amazing welterweights. Uh, over in Bellator now, you're adding adding in Lawrence Zorkin into the mix. I mean, they are they might not have like the, the best for promoting their fights. They might not be getting their pay per view money, 
but they're they have the ability to put on a lot of fun fights now with by taking away this talent from the UFC. And they're doing it in sort. They're not going to necessarily go after the, the big name guys as much as they're going after the guys that can actually go in there and will compete. They're going after the workhorses. They're going yeah, after exactly. Yeah. They're going after the backbones. They're going after the guys that can go out there and get the job done. Not, not necessarily the guys that are uh, that are the big promotion. You know, uh, the names and not and the draws. They're going after the ones that'll that'll bleed the blood for you in the, in the battlefield in the trenches. You Definitely. Know? And this is a score, man. This is a big fucking score. Lorenz Larkin's a hell of a fighter. They're setting themselves up for another big score too, because Bader got his official free and clear. Yeah, from the yep. UFC. Surprisingly, no deal announced yet from Bellator, but that's—I mean—that's where all signs are pointing that he's going. Yeah, officially. I mean, he's—he's he's been removed from the rankings yep. and UFC. We just seen that we seen that today. Yep. Not sure exactly when it was official, but this week I think. Yeah, we we double checked today, today and then today was, when the new rankings came out. Yeah, uh, you know there was uh, there was a news report that uh, fourteen people had been removed, but Jeff and I looked over it and Jeff noticed that. Uh, several of those were retired personnel that weren't they weren't booted from the company or anything that like Le, Valerie Letourneau Valerie and, uh, and uh, um, um, Jocelyn, Jocelyn Jones. yeah Jocelyn Jones Library but then like other ones were already signed to other companies yeah like, they were just what the report was it was just late to the draw on people that had been that were weren't removed from the rankings that should have been mm-hmm. weeks ago yeah so. well I mean like like we talked about earlier. Um, RDA is still a ranked uh, lightweight fighter, even though he's announced he's moving. He's going to welterweight. He's going to be staying at welterweight. For whatever reason, they put out the new rankings every week or after every card or whatever it is, but they still keep these guys that are retired, that are signed elsewhere, or that have moved divisions. They decide just to keep them there for whatever reason, just to cause all this confusion and chaos. One of the guys they said removed was Brandon was Brandon Thatch. Yeah, and he's gone. I, I haven't read any news not, about that. I, don't, I, I haven't heard he's gone, but he's only like got four or five foot losing His contract is up, I believe. Uh, so so he, yeah. maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Who knows? We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, man, that's, that's great. Good on Larkin. Good on Bellator. Yeah, good for Larkin. It's a good signing by Bellator. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's a tough, tough division he's going into. Uh so it was today at the uh, press conference for the UFC London event that the UFC announced they will be having uh, three more events coming up in uh, in Europe over the course of uh, going through the summer into the fall. Uh, they're going to be going to Scotland, Glasgow more specifically, uh, Rotterdam in the Netherlands in the middle of the summer, or the end of the summer, and then uh, announced... Uh, they're going to Poland, and I think it's, it's their first event in Poland. I don't think in so. Warsaw? Uh, oh, no, that's right. They did go to Warsaw. Mm-hmm. I forgot. You want to... the Gonzaga Crow Cup, right? Yes, I think you're correct. Um, but, yeah, coming back to Glasgow, hopefully the freaking Glasgow card, maybe we'll get some goddamn JoJo. As I was about to say, if they don't put Calderwood on that card, they should never. They, the, the entire Scottish population just stay away from that from that arena. It's horse shit that they're making her wait that long to fight. I mean, goddamn. But yeah, July sixteenth, they'll be returning to to Glasgow. Rotterdam will be in September, and then uh, Gdansk, Gdansk, Poland on October twenty first. Um, 
Hoping that, as Jeff pointed out earlier, that we get some good, some some good, solid, good, really popular fighters, some good draws, some interesting fights, some quality cards mm-hmm. for these overseas events that they're yeah. putting on uh, later this year. Got to do something. You got five European champions. You need to, to put who, some good who, cards uh, in here. Roderick Netherlands. You better have like Alistair, uh, Overeem on that. Jermaine Duratame. Yeah. Struve. Yeah. I don't care if you got Struve or not. He get Struve and then they do the uh, the post interviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Poland. It is Boston, right? Is that how you pronounce? Yes. Yes. Oh, my. oh, God. Don't get me fucking started on that fucking <laughs> shit. Sure gonna oh, <laughs> I'm going to throw my phone against the fucking wall. That... Oh. Yeah, let's fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's talk about it. All right. Fuck it. All right, let's do it. So, since we didn't get to have a show last week, um, oh. I don't know how many of you actually listened to that train wreck that was Fight Night Round 3, but Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, what a... He's not going to listen to this show anyway, no. so I'm going to fucking say it. It was a great. I hope he rem- does. It was a great reminder of why he's not on the show anymore. We, <sighs> we we brought Everett back, and the fuck thing was was the last time we brought Everett back when he came back for the 200 preview show. Mm-hmm. He was fucking. He did great. Yeah, we did I thought so. Three fucking hours that night. Yeah, it was on fire, and he was awesome that night. And it seemed like he couldn't give two shits less about being here. Saturday, that Saturday night was. Oh, man, it was so bad. It was it was to the point where I had to keep telling him to get off his fucking phone. I even said something to him about being on his fucking phone. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it myself, but at least when I'm on my phone, I'm looking up something on Twitter well, and I'm engaging in conversation. When you're on your, you just handed me your phone and said, pull up this news report. Yeah. It was that you weren't on there play, not playing class of fucking clans or whatever, you know, and and uh, texting <laughs> texting your friend saying, "Hey man, how's it going? What are you up to today?" And the fucking oh, uh, a, a mistake, mistake. It won't we miss. We, how do you not know Boss Rutten's fucking name? Jesus, Christ. how do you? How are you an MMA fan and don't know who Boss Rutten is? Or how, how, how do you, you do know. that? That that Woodley was how what was it you said something about it Ryan what was that comment he made at yeah, the beginning was, about I think it was uh, Woodley not deserving the title win. shot against Tyron yeah yeah if Tyron wins this fight then Woodley doesn't deserve a, a third chance at the title <laughs> <laughs> like, what <laughs> that was like you the two opening names to remember Woodson and, and Thompson like was Woodley the, and Thompson that was like, the opening of the teams. fucking show uh, uh, you really just have to zone him out. Yeah, the problem is, is that when you listen back to it, you realize the dumb shit like that that he fucking said. Uh, was that the opening of part two? That was the opening of part one. That was like the first yeah, fucking thing out of his mouth. Oh my god! Like we were, we were thirty seconds in, and that was the first fucking thing out of his mouth, and it was just a shit dive from there. Oh, Christ. well, it was funny because you guys did at the beginning keep on saying like, "Don't be afraid, like, come on, talk, come on." Yeah, like, say something. Talking here is like, you know what? Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I love him. I do too. I love him. I don't know. Something was. I don't know if he was off. If he didn't want to be there. That's what I felt like. It was just felt like he didn't want to be here. It was too long. Maybe it was too long of a night. It's no different than any pay per view night. Just because we're not at your house. He came from work. Maybe yeah, I have no I fucking know. idea, brother. I don't know. But when he could, when he didn't remember Boss Root's name. I almost put a fucking bullet in my head. How the fuck do you not know Boss Rootin, man? 
I love you, Everett, but Jesus Christ, get it together. Don't say yes if you don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Just don't. We can get other people that will be totally interested in it, and that's fine. The, if you don't want to see here. The news is that uh, I just recently found out that uh, there is going to be a, a schedule change at my place of work, and I will be having every Sunday's off now. Holy uh, shit. Wow. So I will have uh, uh, I will have perfect access to every Saturday Saturday night UFC card that uh, they put out. So Holy fuck. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to be available for every fight night with the Joes coming forward. That's good because wow. we were just trying to figure out when our next one's going to be. And it's, I'm thinking we were talking about it, but the because uh, i got to watch uh, – next pay-per-view with my boys i haven't done yeah, it in, yeah. in a couple so yeah but uh we're thinking you gotta put in some facetime yeah we're thinking about that uh kansas city fight night with uh the uh, the dj yeah with dj and hayes and thug and michelle watterson and jockeray yeah. and shit i mean why not that's a good card and the card i can't wait for that card it's a great fucking card but anyway Back to this, since you brought up Boss Root, and I just thought we might as well at least address it. Let's do one more. <laughs> All right. Uh, last story of the night. Uh, yesterday, Ariel Hawani broke the news that Matt Hughes is considering a comeback fight. Why? <sighs> if he's not involved in UFC anymore, I mean, maybe he's going to go to Ryzen and take some old people medicine to help him be 20 again or maybe he's going to go to Bellator and get a one big payday and say to Dana White screw you not Dana White but WME rather yeah I mean he was fired I mean no one needs to see it though right like it, who, wait, who, who out there would you want to see him fight like He's talking about Bellator, Bellator. so you could have him, uh, I don't know, he's not making 170 anymore, so you could have him fight 205 against Chael. Chael. Well, no, because Chael's going back to 85, so there you go. Chael and Hughes at 85. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I'd I'd watch that. I might consider that. I'd watch that. If if they got him back at the UFC, you could do him and George for the rubber match. Oh, my God. Ooh, what about Bellator, Hughes, Gracie, too? God, didn't Gracie, didn't Gracie have... Bellator loves that crap. Didn't Gracie fight at at heavyweight against Shamrock? Was Was that at 205? Might have been 205. I don't even know now. Well, it's hard to tell because Ken fought at heavyweight against Kimbo. But he was only 205 even then. Was he? Yeah, yeah. All right, then. So it was probably a 205. Yeah, he only weighed. I don't think he weighed in at less. Than, actually, he weighed in at like 204. But Kimbo wasn't obviously going to make no. that. No. So, but I think the the thing was, was, was uh, Kenny weighed in at enough to fight in at 205. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't see a point to it, man. God, I don't want to see that, dude. Just stay home. Stay home and be a grandfather. Be a father. Be a be a fucking farmer. Write your shitty books. Um. Whatever. His book sucked. Have you like read any of the excerpts from that book? I if I have, I don't remember. Somebody tweeted out like some subplots of each chapter. Matt Hughes is a fucking piece of shit. 
Really? Piece of shit. Like, him and his brother were god-awful to their fucking parents as kids and teenagers and shit like that. And, like, they were complete and utter dicks in fucking college. They would just show up to parties and fuck shit up. And then if somebody tried to fucking call them on it, they'd beat them up because they were fucking tough guys and shit. Fucking Jesus Christ. Matt and Mark Hughes are fucking dicks. Fuck them both. I don't want to see them now even more. I kind of just want to see him get his ass kicked. Well, that could be funny. I was going to say, like, at this point, why don't you throw him in there? Get, let him get Give him some young animal. Fedor. I've been wanting to... I've, my thing, I, I stopped liking Matt Hughes, like, partway into his run. He just rubbed me the wrong way. The Ultimate Fighter kind of turned me off to him. So I was super yeah, stoked every yeah. time he got his ass kicked when fucking George beat him. Like, all of that have just made me happy. I always wanted to see him and Sarah fight. Yeah. That was a good fight. Who? Hughes and Sarah? Sarah and Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see him fight again, though. Just because I can't stand. Because I was wondering, like, Sarah had Hughes, like, really, really hurt at the end of the first. Yeah. Just ran out of time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, boys. Yeah. Uh, well... Any final thoughts? Well, uh, for a week off, uh, I was excited to get back tonight, and I hope I didn't miss a beat. It was a lot of fun, man, and I don't like taking weeks off. But Sometimes you got to. I couldn't help it. Nah, when in your situation, shit. If I would have got here and saw you like that, I would have. We wouldn't have done yeah. the show anyway. I would have called. I looked it. like that. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. I would have called that shit. Ryan, what's your final thoughts for the evening? Um, you know, just great to uh, to have everyone back and healthy and everything there tonight. Um, if you are gonna go and celebrate and be Irish, because that's the cool thing to do, you know, just remember that you know it's technically a religious holiday before anything else, St. Patrick's Day. So just remember that. No. And I'm just gonna finish with, with I'm gonna finish with a simple, uh, simple sentence. I don't really want to get into it, but War Machine is a piece of shit. Yeah, yes, I can sir. absolutely agree with that sentiment. Sip the hat, my brother. Fuck him. I hope he gets fucking shanked in prison. Um, my final thoughts. Well, it's uh, it's good to be back, and I'm um, looking forward to a little early UFC action. And I'm going to end it with uh, with a little Iron Sheet quote where he said, The wheels on the bus, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love the Sheik so much. For Ryan Dempsey and David Van Boglen, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of The Average Joe's MMA Show. I'm a publicist like ASCAP,